Welcome to Full of Words, the podcast where Sue and CJ explore the power of language and effective communication to drive business success. Join us for practical insights and thoughtful discussions as we explore compelling book writing and persuasive copywriting strategies while having a few laughs along the way. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Full of Words podcast. I'm Sue Kennedy, your resident book coach, and I have with me CJ, who's our resident copywriter, and she's from Catherine James Creative Copywriting. And today we have an absolutely special and beautiful human that I've met, and that is Alison Kay, and she comes all the way from North Carolina in America. So welcome, CJ, and welcome, Alison. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. So, Alison, so firstly, CJ, you haven't said anything. How are you? Hello. I'm great. Thank you. That's all right. I'm here to listen to Alison, so that's fine. <laughs> no worries. I just wanted to make sure, yeah, that you, we said hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right. As you can see, Alison, we're pretty laid back and we like to laugh and have fun. That's okay. Fantastic. So, Alison, beautiful. So, Alison, tell us a bit about what you do who you are, what your amazing business is, so that you know, our audience can yeah, hopefully resonate with you on some level. Okay. I am, my name is Allison Katzkowski, but most people refer to me as the Allison K. That's a lot easier to say, right? I've spent my career in the health and fitness industry, which is close to 30 years at this point. And up until about eight years ago, nine years ago, I had a 100% in-person business. And then when the pandemic came around, I was already starting to go online, but when the pandemic came, like so many other people, I had to completely reinvent myself. And I've always loved being a writer. I've written for several health and fitness publications. Um, I did a thesis when I was a graduate student. I love to write. It's easy for me. But one of the things that I do now, and that really in the last seven or eight years is I'm feeling much more called now to help other business owners put together amazing client experiences for their client. So I still do a lot of private health and fitness coaching, but the retreat space is really where I'm feeling called to work. And I say that because we have to have multiple ways to work with people, but we also have to have multiple ways that we can communicate with people. So one of the things that I teach my entrepreneurs is how to really connect with people online and have conversations and we do that impartially through our content, but also through how we're networking and forming relationships, which is how I met you. And the other thing that I like to do, of course, is podcasts. And I have two podcasts. So I do a little bit of everything, I guess, is in a nutshell. But my business pretty much has two arms. I do want to coach individuals, but I mostly do a lot more business coaching now. Okay, that sounds awesome. Very, very exciting. So yeah, I love um because we've talked about retreats and they are a, a great thing to have for a business owner. I myself, I run mini retreats at the moment, but I am in the future looking to run, you know, larger retreats where Alison will definitely be able to help me. But uh, yeah, I think it's a great thing to have as for business owners. But we have to be able to reach people and communicate with people differently. And sometimes, for example, a retreat experience is a unique way to put people not just through what it is that you do and help people make a change, but it's also a really unique way to establish different communication with people since that's what we were talking about. And I just feel like right now, especially people want to be together. People want different experiences. What better way to let someone tell their story than through an amazing experience? 
Exactly. And and also the fact that you end up meeting some absolutely amazing humans along the way. I, so that's great. I do. Yeah. I do. I always do. How do you actually, uh, in your business, work with words and language? Well, a lot of what I teach in my business with my entrepreneurs is how to innovate themselves in their business. So many people, when they come to me, they're so used to doing their business one way. They're used to serving their clients in one way. They're used to offering a single experience, a single offer, a single something. And when you're used to doing that, sort of over in America, we call that being a one-trick pony. And when you're used to doing that for a long time, you literally forget that when you're online and the online space connects us to millions and millions of other people. And there are millions of people online every day making decisions and doing things from booking flights to ordering groceries to shopping for whatever. And so as far as using words and language to answer your question, one of the things that I help a lot of my entrepreneurs do is use words and language to be able to expand their audiences, communicate with people differently, and literally expand their business by doing that. Love that. Have you got anything that you'd like to add, CJ? Well, yeah, I was just thinking about quite a few things there that Alison said around connecting with people in different ways. And this is something that comes up quite a bit. We've got an understanding of this, the method, you know, some people are auditory, visual, Uh aesthetic, those sorts of things. I think that's one part of it. But what you said about connecting with people online was interesting too, because I found, you know, during COVID, so maybe as we came out of it, people were saying, great, we get to be back together We've missed this. This is what everyone needs. And part of me just had a bit of a a think of there were benefits. There were things that I was able to experience that I wouldn't have when when we weren't doing the online thing. So, for instance, I'm just thinking about musicians who performed and would never be able to go and see them because they were over at the other side of the world and I got to be able to see them because they did it live streaming. Um, Uh So I think... It's interesting to think about the difference in what happened in that time and what it taught us. So do you think, has that changed your experience at all of how you communicate with people or get them to think about what they're doing? I think what we have to do first off as business owners is we have to think about where is it, first of all, who is it that we serve and who, where are they? And that's the beauty of the online space is that to your point, So many people were connecting online via doing Zoom calls and doing online mixers. And I mean, a lot of businesses today are still all remote, you know, thanks to what we did during the pandemic. That's not going anywhere. Mm. So, you know, to answer your question, I feel like there's still any number of ways that you can connect with people in different ways online using words and language. I mean, for one, it's like there's so many unique ways that we can reach out to people, that we can keep in touch with people now, that we can form new associations. One thing that I teach my entrepreneurs to do is to form collaborations and partnerships. And I do, you do that through a unique way to network online. And I don't know that we would have really appreciated that had it not been for what we had to do in 2020. And look, I'm going to stop there and say, I I'm, I'm, don't think I'm ever going to be at a point where I'm glad that it happened, right? Because there was just a lot of things that I wish people, that people wish that hadn't happened, right? Yeah, I agree. But I do think that, to your point, it gave people an opportunity to look at how can we do this different. And I think when you're communicating with people using words and language, you always have to think about that, I think. I agree with you there. On the, I have also, I think everyone has complicated feelings about the COVID 
time. I had to totally. you use the word reinvent yourself. I had to do that as well. I was a travel agent. So yep. that doesn't really need much explanation. Yeah, does it? Totally, right? <laughs> yeah. So I think there were benefits and there were times where I felt like there it was more inclusive when everyone was forced, I should say, to interact online. Uh-huh people who weren't able to get out of the house or for whatever reason were far away all got brought in and included Uh and and that's been lost a little bit so yeah I think a bigger conversation I think but definitely around what you're saying about doing the retreats I can see the benefit of people going back to that style as well. Well I just think as human beings we're meant to be together we're meant to be with other people we're not meant to be behind a computer screen all the time yeah so I think the more ways that we have to communicate with people and the different ways that we can connect and form opportunities and associations and whatever else you want to call it, the better off I think we're going to be as people. I mean, that's we're supposed to be with other people. We're not supposed to be in a house and four walls and never seeing another human being. Yeah, 100% true. Although I do love being at home, you know, behind the computer screen, but I do also love being with a group of people. Absolutely. It's it's good to have that mix. And I think that I suppose we can, as you say, thank the pandemic for allowing that to be so that we can have both and be able to utilise both because, you know, not a lot of people were on Zoom or the likes talking with people and connecting. Like I've met so many amazing people through podcasting. Yes, and CJ as well. (laughs) Me! Without that, we wouldn't have. So I think it's great. And it's good to know there's so many beautiful people out there. We wouldn't have probably been open to had right. it not been because of that. And so, right. yeah, this is just a, another great way to communicate. But, yeah, I d- definitely love the idea of retreats because it's just so many different ways that you can communicate with people in that way. So Next question that I have for you is, um, what impact does that have on the, like the people that you work with, the words and language that you use? Well, I think, and this is, I think, where when we're online, it can be tougher, I think. And I think we have to be careful about the words that we choose, because I think when we're in person, I think it's a lot easier to read people sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think when we're online, it's we miss a little bit of that. And so to your point, I feel like using words and language to communicate with people online, especially if you're just typing messages and all that, I think it's kind of like when you get a text message from somebody, it's, it can be interpreted any number of different ways. And when you're with someone in person, you can't really mistake what somebody's meaning is. So I think we have to choose our words carefully, but to some degree, I think it's about the energy that we're conveying to. Mm, Yeah. And I agree with the email because sometimes I'll be emailing and I'm like, Oh, hang on. That comes across a bit harsh, even though it's not how yes. I'm meaning it. But when you read it, it's like, oh, yeah, hang on, let me just reword that. <laughs> yes. Go back and add some fluff to it and some some yeah. nice words and some bit of life and yeah, yeah, nice stuff. Because yeah, and that's I think the thing. It can when the person receiving that gets it, they go, what's wrong with her today? You know. When well, I'm sure, and I know you can appreciate this as a book coach, Sue, is that you want people to be able to express themselves, but there's also a meaning behind the words that you choose. Yes. And so I think when we're connecting with people online, we have to remember it's not the same thing seeing someone on a computer screen that it is being in the same room with them. Exactly. And it is that you're right. Like, I think the language does change when we're talking to someone in person as opposed to email or through a screen. Exactly. Well, 
Right. 100%. All you need to do is go onto any Facebook online forum and see how people choose to speak to each other when they're not face-to-face. You just know that 95% of them would never say some of those things if that person was right in front of them. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned that you've done lots and lots of writing. Have you actually written a book? I can't remember if we spoke about that. No, I haven't. And we have spoken about that. I um, It's definitely on my list. I'll just be honest. It's something I've started doing and then I've kind of put down and put aside. But I just remember when you and I had our conversation and I'll never forget what you said. You said, well, everybody's a writer and everybody is a writer. I like, I enjoy writing. It's easy for me. And so you would almost have to sit there and ask yourself, well, why haven't you written a book? And I guess for me, it just hasn't been front of mind. It's not that I haven't thought about it, but I do enjoy writing. I like writing articles. I like writing short stories. Like I said, I enjoy it and I'm good at it. And I know I'll get there someday. Fantastic. Well, we look forward to that. Have you got ideas of what it would be about? Well, I don't know. I've got, I have sort of a unique approach that I use to approach health and fitness. And I've always thought I would write a book about my approach to that. But then I've always sort of felt called to kind of share my story too, because the career that I'm in is really what I call a plan B, but my plan B became my plan A several years ago. So I've thought about that too. So there's a million and one books out there on health and fitness. So um, there may be a way to combine the two. I don't know, but I know that the way I approach my life and my business is pretty unique. And I think there's a story behind that. Oh, I look forward to hearing about that one. Mm. Yeah, I think, of course. I think that when you just said there's a million and one books, I often think that myself, like, uh, oh, you know, I get an idea for a, I would love to write a novel, a fiction novel. Oh, yeah. um, oh, I get an idea. No, that's been done before. Oh, they did it better. Oh, you know, and I think sometimes we might just have to say, yes, there are a million and one other books, but mine will be the one that I wrote. No, I appreciate you saying that. I have a colleague who Also, I can hear her saying the same thing and she's in the book business too. And that's what she says. No, no, it's not going to be the same thing as your book. That's what she would say. Yeah, but we do have it, don't we, of thinking, well, I read that one and I can, there's no way I can be as good as that. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Our own unique perspective of it. So, you know, that that someone else may have not thought of. So, and and it could definitely help someone. So, you know, it's very important, I believe. At very least yourself, help yourself. Isn't that right, Sue? That's part of the work that you do is helping people express their stories. Exactly. Exactly right. So is there anything else that you'd like to share with us, Alison? Well, I have a pretty cool free ebook that I'd like to offer your audience. If anyone out there is interested in thinking, if you know they're book writers or and maybe they're in another business and they're thinking about a retreat or doing one, um, I've got an ebook that I've actually I have written on that that I'd love to share. Um, and I guess I just if there's something that's really on your mind and your heart that you want to do, don't hesitate. Just do it. You can start today with just the smallest of steps. I think we tend to think that we'll have to wait till everything's ready. I have to wait till everything's just right, whatever excuse. And we've all been there, myself included. You know, I think if the last few years have taught us anything, it's that if there's something you want to do, just go do it. Great advice. I love that. Yeah, I remember years ago I had to, I was asked to run a workshop and I thought, oh my goodness. Yeah, first workshop in quite a long time ago. And I I went, why not? So I went, okay, I'll do it. And then I went, oh. Now I have to prepare it, but it was good because I, I was then, I hadn't a date that I had to get it done by. So I, I had had to do yeah. it. So it was good. Yeah. And then that was the one where I went, wouldn't it be good to be able to have books at the back of the room to sell to this 
yeah. workshop. So that's totally. I created three books. <laughs> and sometimes, and sometimes it's that opportunity that you're not thinking about that leads to the next biggest thing. And you don't know when that opportunity is. I think we can be so sure that, well, that's not going to work. That's not my right audience. That's not going to be worth my time. But you never know what's going to happen if you do give yourself the chance to do that. So that's why I say, if you're thinking about it, just do it. Exactly. And the thing is, even if it may not initially lead anywhere, but it gives you the experience, but mm-hmm. then gives you the confidence to do something else and do it better. I think, yeah, but you're right. Just do it. Yeah, just do it, including writing a book, right? I'll take yes. my own advice. Yeah. <laughs> or writing a book or running yeah. a retreat or getting like CJ is about to do for my website, give my website a lovely copywriting overhaul. So, yeah. Oh, good. So, CJ, have you got anything else? No. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, I've been a bit distracted this morning with all sorts of goings on behind me, cats and kids and all sorts. Um, <laughs> life, life always content. Life always goes on. It does go on, doesn't it? But I think the the main thing that I, I felt was really important about what you were saying was about communicating. And I think uh-huh. sometimes... We don't stop to think about how other people want to receive information yes. or knowledge. And one of the things Sue and I learned in our marketing course that we met through was how to structure messages for different people. So you write yep. how you would write it. You write how it comes right. in. And then you think about somebody else who wants to know the reasons behind things or you think about somebody else who doesn't want to know the reasons. They just don't want to know exactly what you have to do. Structuring right. messages like that. And I think the, I guess what the idea I'm getting to is that we can all learn new skills. We don't just have to be the type of communicator we are. You know, people say, mm-hmm. oh, that person's a natural communicator. Well, I think everyone can learn to to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Of course. And the more you practice at it, the better you get. That's the key. Yeah. And listening. We had, I still think about this. We had one interview we did a couple of months ago where the woman, Anna Marie, spoke about helping people by listening. And she said, I might just be listening to them talk about their situation for 20 minutes before I say something. And it just blew me away. I thought, there's no way I could be quiet that long. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes though, but but think about that. That's interesting. But think about that for a minute, because I think we focus a lot on what people say, but I think we can learn a lot by what they don't say too. Definitely. And that's where I think sometimes being online does us a disservice. Yes. That's where being a person, I think, does make a difference. Yes. And I think we need both. We need to be able to connect with people in both ways. Yeah, exactly. Because the body language, yeah, the language that, yeah, is the unspoken is, yeah, there's a lot yeah. lot there that we're missing. Yeah, like I'm sitting there with my hands. I could be doing all kinds of things down here, but you can't see <laughs> that. I find that I exaggerate my facial expressions online and do you uh-huh. find, like I'm sort of in agreement I'll yeah. be nodding like that so that people well, because you, you think about it you're on video it's like you kind of picture yourself being in a new studio and the camera's on and it's kind of like all right I can't like scratch my head I can't like you know <laughs> and I, I want that, people right? to know that I agree with them or I've heard them and I'm listening so I I'm doing those extra things that I sometimes uh-huh. 
particularly if you're in a bigger group, like if there's nine or yeah. 10 people on a conversation, you want to be like, yes, I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you would never do that yeah, in real life, would you? Somebody talks to you, you're like, yeah. <laughs> in person, maybe not. You might clap or you might go, yeah, I heard yeah. you or something like that, right? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Alison, for being here and for, um, and thank you, of course, CJ. And for our listeners, please do yourself a favor and download the ebook that Alison has kindly offered. And of uh -huh. course, if you're looking to run a retreat and not sure where to start, because it can be quite a, a large undertaking, Alison is the person that you need to help with that. Feel free to please reach out to her. Everything will be in the show notes. So again, thank you, CJ, and thank you, Alison, very much for joining My us. My pleasure. And thank you. Yeah, so everyone have a lovely evening, a lovely day, and listeners, we look forward to bringing you our next podcast next week. Okay, thanks again. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Full of Words. We hope you've gained valuable insights and enjoyed the journey with us. Keep honing your communication skills for success and join us next time for more exploration of the power of language in business.